What does living and working in different countries bring to your marketing career? And how do you make international marketing teams work? Welcome to episode 58 of the Employer Content Marketing Pod. I'm your host, Chris lacand Harwood, and I'm chatting with Kira Pintau, Senior Employer Brand Strategist at AMS. Kira has lived and worked in several countries over her career and worked remotely years before it became a necessity for us all. She's worked in international marketing teams for much of her career, so she's got plenty to share in this episode. Let's get on with the chat. Hi, Kira, how are you doing? Really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, good. The sun is sun is shining in England. Say anything over twenty five degrees, it's a it's a heat wave. I hear there's a what part of the world you're in. It's a it's a bit hot as well. Yeah, a little bit a little bit warm here. So I am in a place called Azeitao in uh, Portugal, which I don't expect anyone to have heard of. Um, but it's a little village about 30 minutes outside of Lisbon. And um, it's a cool little place because we have a real mix of expats here. It's a bit of a hub for expats, lots of people who work from home, um, a lot of digital nomads are here. Um, and so there's a real kind of international buzz in this very, very small village. But it's really hot at the moment. I think it's been over 40 degrees. There's kind of forest fires going on and all sorts. So very different to the UK, but um, a really cool place to live. Oh, good stuff. Well, um, let's just do a bit of a, a bit of an intro. Tell us a bit, a bit about yourself, where you are now and, um, and, and what, you've, what you've done before. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is Kira Pintau, very Portuguese surname. Um, nice. My husband, husband is Portuguese um, and uh, I uh, live here in Portugal. I am a senior employer brand strategist working at AMS um, and I'm one of the, the leaders of our global um, employer brand advisory team. I've been in Portugal for uh, about three years now, um, but prior to that, have got a bit of a checkered history um, in terms of where I've lived and worked. Um, so obviously, we met when I was working um, in London at Havas People, but I've lived in Australia, Spain, Italy, Portugal, um, and I actually did a bit of a, a count um, for a bit of work trivia of how many times I've moved house, how many addresses I've had um, okay, over yeah. six years. Guess how many? Oh, uh, 10, let's say. Double it. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've moved a lot, um, a lot of moving boxes, a lot of addresses. My mum always jokes that her address book is full just with her scrawlings <laughs> out of, of all of my yeah. different addresses. Um, but it's been fun, that's for sure. Why, so why, why 20? Why, as in not so much why have you moved every time, but yeah. why, why that thing of... of of living and worked in so many places. Do you know, it's really interesting. I wrote a, a, a blog about this um, the last time I, so I'm 36 and I've taken two career breaks and had a mat leave in that time. So I'm a, a person that likes change. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I wrote a blog about this, about why um, I like things to change and why I feel like I always need to kind of be on the move. Um, mm. And I think I like that feeling of lasts. I like that feeling of like kind of walking down the street and going, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Because then when you remember oh, yeah, yeah. it, pre when you remember it and when you think back to it, you have a really rose-tinted view of all these ex checkered experiences that you have and that, mm. that you remember them 
much more positively than you actually felt in that moment. So I, I like that looking back at being, oh, do you remember when we did this in Barcelona? And do you remember when we did this on a bike in Vietnam? And do you remember when we did this? And do you remember when we did that? I really like having those moments of reflection on all mm. of the cool experiences that, and I say we, I'm talking about um, my husband and I have had in all of these places that we've lived. And I'm just really lucky enough that I've been kind of able to take the time out of work to do that traveling or mm. do it whilst I'm working. Because as you said, I kind of, I've been working from home since 2015. It's, um, it's a long, old time. Good. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. When you were doing it, it was working from, working from home was, I think if you ever said you're working from home, it was, it's, it was a bit of a surprise. Like it, like it would be, I'm going to the office now you know it's uh, it's totally flipped flipped around yeah um, completely is there is, is there a bit of about all that change is that kind of is it does it it's sort of about that reflection piece mm -hmm. does it make so it makes you appreciate where you are and you don't take things for granted so much i suppose because you are kind of making the most of the experience yeah i think so and um and i think you when you're in that moment you kind of embrace everything that it brings to you so you know anyone who has moved to a different country or you know worked in a new team where it may be a, real, a completely different cultural makeup or have, has been traveling you'll know that it's not fun all the time in fact there's some really difficult things that come with that um you know whether that's moving into um a new language for example moving to a place where you don't speak the language it's really challenging or getting your head around the bureaucracy of a new place um but i think if you've done it a few times you know that that passes and that there comes a point when you're like this is just an amazing experience and think about all the things i'm learning all the new people that i'm meeting all the new cultural references that i have um and i think for me I just feel really lucky to have had the opportunity to have experienced these things and being able to know that in the moment where things are tough, where they are difficult, that it'll be worth it in the end. And that just comes from having done it a lot of times. Having said that, I would say that now I'm a mum. You know, I've got a, I've got a son who's 20 months old. I feel like I'm so glad I've had all those experiences, but just for now, staying here and being, mm. you know, not on the move so much, bought a house for the first time, um, oh, nice. is, it, you know, it's a, it's a really nice place to be right now. But having said that, being able to go on holiday again, it's, a, mm. um, it's definitely <laughs> a plus. So I'm glad that the travel restrictions seem to be, have alleviated somewhat. Yeah, too right. And actually, I suppose where you are though, is, is there's a, quite a diverse community anyway isn't there you know so actually you're, you're getting you're getting that kind of different people mixing with different people and you know different perspectives and everything from from where you are anyway yeah it's amazing i mean so many whatsapp groups with different groups of people and that's that's a wonderful thing about living somewhere where there are expats because you meet mm. someone they add you into a whatsapp group and then they introduce you to someone else i mean for example on um, Sunday, I'm going to do a yoga class with um, a group of ladies. Um, we have Americans, we have Russians, we have um, someone from Uruguay, we have yeah, someone um, someone from um, Germany. Like it's a real mix of perspectives and all different ages as well. Um, and just being able to have conversations with people about their life experiences um, and you know their stories, um, it really helps me from a work perspective because 
you get to think about how different people interact and what mm. different people kind of take from their experiences and the way in which they tell their story. Um, I just love getting to to um, meet different people from all over the place, which is why even though I might not be on the move as much as I have been previously, I still get to feel like I'm connected into different people, different cultures, both from the work that I do day to day working in a global organization and with global teams, but even just where I live and with my friends. That's good. Now, so you touched on some of the stuff really about, about working with people internationally. So clearly, you know, personally, there's that, that me meeting and mixing with so many different cultures brings some richness to your, to, you mm -hmm. know, to your life and makes you think about things in you know, different perspectives, that kind of thing. Gives, a, I suppose, a broader world view. <laughs> I suppose that's what world view is. Um, when it comes to your your job, so let's get let's let's let's, let's focus on that a little bit already. You say you touched yeah. on some already, but what what is what is working internationally kind of and working with other teams, other teams from other countries, kind of how has it helped your career? Or how does it how does it help do what you do? So I think for me, it's about experiencing different perspectives um and i think giving me i feel really fortunate in, in my career to have worked in different places being given the opportunity to probably push into roles that i you know jumped forward in my career because i've moved to different locations mm. um and i i think the first taste of of international working that i had was when i was in sydney with seriously $12 in my pocket and um, nice. landed a job at BAT working in an HR comms and content role. So I was producing content internally for, for HR. And I was based in Sydney, but most of my stakeholders were in Hong Kong and across APAC. And just that first experience of being able to listen to different people from very different cultures, because the APAC region is really diverse, um, mm. and um, and being able to assimilate all of their different perspectives in terms of what content was going to land, what people wanted to hear, um, and pulling that together, but then creating those variances where it was needed for certain markets. I just loved it. I loved the whole idea that you, you know, you need to be able to listen to people. You really need to be able to understand what works for them, but also know how to get to draw information out of people because not yeah, everyone is as forward as 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 we are in terms of their opinion. So mm -hmm. how do you make sure you're getting the best brief by understanding how it is that people want to receive and give information? I think that's really helped my kind of emotional intelligence in terms of just understanding both my teams my stakeholders but also audiences and in in the work i do now talent what you know what a talent want to hear what's the best way that they're going to receive that information mm. it really helps to understand the way in which to to communicate is is ultimately and then i think moving I then moved back to London with BAT into a different comms project role. And then my stakeholders became very different. They were stakeholders from South Africa, from Brazil, from Amsterdam, daily on different calls and just being able to kind of pick up the phone and talk to these people who had very different lifestyles and experiences from my own. But ultimately we were all working towards the same goal of this project that we were all working on together. Mm -hmm taking the time not just to say okay well let's get through the actions let's discuss what we need to do but really just getting time to know people understand their stories their perspectives 
it just really helps to build really rich um, relationships, which re helps to build really rich work, I think, is, is ultimately where I feel that I have gained a huge amount from just speaking with different people um, throughout mm. my career from different locations. So what what for me comes come what for me comes through on that is is this thing about empathy. I think yes. you know, is in particular kind of empathy for others while working with 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 teams and I think because because if you have teams from different countries, I think there's maybe this more this openness to to find out more rather than if you're all in the same office in the same pod yeah. and just kind of cracking on with your work. But also there's that thing about and this is kind of what I'd like to talk about is is that empathy for empathy for the people you want to reach that emotional intelligence and empathy is so important in marketing when you could argue that there is there is not enough of that you know there's kind of looking at demographics but less on uh, less on the psychographic side of things in terms of actually behaviors and and you know different cultures so how has that helped you kind of in terms of like understanding audiences you're marketing to so it's really it's really interesting. Um, I think it's helped me in respect to the fact that I've obviously worked with a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures. So a in building a really good working relationship with your client to understand what they need to then communicate to their audiences has been yeah, really. Yeah. And I'll give you a live example of this. So just this week, I was speaking to a new client from Israel and um there was me and another british person on the phone and she felt like she had to stop and put like pre-apologize for the fact that she interrupts because in israel that's not rude you that's how you talk you interrupt you talk over and i said you don't need to apologize i speak portuguese that's exactly how we speak in in portugal like you just speak yeah. over each other and you just get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder italy as well italy as well yeah Definitely. exactly yeah. and no, so no. i think just having perspectives helps both both build your relationship with the client but then also then considering about their audiences and who you are communicating with through through campaigns mm. it's just thinking about you know how can you bring in perspectives that will help you to understand those audiences and um, where you don't know and not presuming that that you know everything yourself just because you're a marketing yeah. expert to be yeah. able to then communicate to all those audiences and i'm i'm really kind of proud of the way that that we do that at, at, at ams you know ams is a huge global organization and we have people on the ground recruiters in a lot of a, a lot of markets actually speaking to candidates all day every day so you know when i'm taking a brief from a client and they want to communicate in china and they want to communicate in the us like we can't produce content that's going to be you know relevant in all of those markets so and we can't proclaim to be experts about all of those markets. So mm. we make sure that we're having the conversations with the people that are to be able to get those insights. And that might be mm. as simple as picking up the phone to a source or a recruiter and just saying, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing, what candidates are interested in, um, mm. in you know, for me in the employer branding space. But it might be also working with partners in, in those organizations. So where we need to do content in China, for example, we work with um, providers that, that from like a tech perspective, because obviously everything in China, it's all about making sure everything is through the mobile. It's all about, you know, social recruiting. Yeah. 
we we make sure that we're working with the guys who absolutely understand those motivations so whilst we might be developing the core messages responding to the client's brief we can then adapt that because that's that it's going to work the best and we are in those markets for those audiences so it's about knowing what you are an expert in what you can create great content hung off and then working with other people or other people who can bring you insights and or help you shape that content in order to make it make sense for that market and ultimately have the biggest impact because mm. we're not here to do marketing for marketing's sake we're here to yeah. in the employer branding world to get the right people in into organizations and i think um developing campaigns that really take into consideration those those cultural differences those media consumption habit differences is something that that we have to that we have to really invest the time in mm. and convince the client that they've got to invest the time in that as well otherwise it's it's just we're just paying lip service to to the brief i think absolutely and it's you know that's that's important when you're when you're focusing on the messaging for job ads you know yeah. but when your content has to run deeper than that yeah and coming up with content that people can build a rapport with they can aspire to they can learn from knowing those nuances different audiences is is extremely important i think for me what from what you're saying i think i think you're talking about kind of the i suppose the key things to kind of unlocking that create unlocking creativity is which is being questioning yeah know, knowing knowing you don't have the answers and and going I often say kind of have a half idea about something and go what do you think i think what do you think is such a such a powerful question <laughs> you know yeah. is, is you know so you don't have all the answers but you can have maybe an idea about something but you just you just put it out there yeah absolutely and for me great marketing comes from two things it's great insights and creativity and you can have the best creative in the world and you know i'm being really lucky enough to work with some amazing creatives um in my you know my career both within employer branding and before that i was in um business change and communications which is you know a lot of the roles that i had prior to meeting you at have us people were, were in that space and and i've worked with great creatives but unless they're fed the insights the idea is only as good as the idea and you know i feel like that's my job as um as a strategist is to kind of bring in that that insight to say we know what the client's brief is we know the audience is now let's work together on what that really great creative proposition is and then let's deploy it in a way that is going to reach the right people but that's ultimately going to have an impact at the end of the day um and so you know not not doing pretty pictures for pretty pictures sake and we we've spoken about this previously chris but it's you know it's making sure that ultimately every bit of content every bit of marketing that we produce is is tying back to that that central brief and that central you know have we listened to ourselves have we challenged the insight and, and and are we learning as we go are we taking it back to the people that can provide more insights to say you know is this working is this not um it's never going to be perfect but you know we can we can try and, and where you are working with global clients in different markets is is being really really careful that you don't approach things from a you know just your worldview because um i think it, we all have a propensity to kind of put our perspective on things and how we would want to receive messages and what's important to us mm. but just giving 
giving yourself the opportunity to ask that question of someone who can help you shape something that ultimately is going to be more effective. 100% is that asking that question when you see something or an idea, why would someone care about this? Yeah, why they're busy yeah. doing all those things, busy in life. They're not, you know, as much as any brand would love, love that person to be um, thinking about their brand all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't happen. You know, so yeah, and, and ask, why, why should someone care is, is, is really important. Exactly. And it, well, I mean, it's really interesting because, um, and I think this is true of all people who work in kind of comms or, or marketing is, you know, for us, I think it, it seems quite straightforward. You're like, well, this is how I would want to receive information. So let's disseminate everything that you want to say into those key messages and make sure we hit them to the audiences at the right time. But for anyone who's not in our space, it's really difficult to think like that. And so I think our job as as, as marketeers, as, as content creators, is to really help our clients to really focus on what's important and we do that by understanding their audiences better than they do um, and helping them to really focus on you know it's not what you want to say it's about what someone wants to hear um, and getting that balance right is it, it it you can only get that balance right if you understand the audiences and and all the kind of cultural things that are wrapped up within that when you're working on global campaigns it's you know it's always a learning <laughs> Definitely, and yeah, always learning something is is important. I think that humility, which comes from yeah. emotional intelligence, and you know, is I think in, important. Is that going to go back? Goes back to that questioning thing, doesn't it? Um, so we talked about kind of you know working on. Actually, tell you what, we have touched on working on international project scenes a little bit, um, but let's kind of what. And this might flow into my next question, so we may not need the last question. But with working on internet, working on in, with international teams, kind of, how do you make it work? People in different time zones. I say we talked about different attitudes and all that stuff. But yeah. how do you how do you make it work? Connectivity, and it seems it seems like a really obvious thing, but I think um, I've I've worked from home as as i said since 2015 so for me it's not um it's not a challenge i think when the pandemic hit for a lot of people suddenly being at home not kind of having those water cooler moments um mm. in the office was a real challenge at ams we were super lucky in that we've had a flexible working model i mean ever since i've worked here where it's yeah. basically been your choice as to where you work and so it could be in the yeah. office yeah, it point. could be at home Mm. that's just strengthened for us throughout throughout um the pandemic and beyond and as long as you're connected with your team and that you have relationships with your team that's not just about we're working on a project together kind of what are the actions you know where are we up to but you take the time to get to know people in exactly the same way you would if you were sat across from them and going out for lunch together and maybe going for a drink on a Friday night. You have to take that the time to get to know people and to, um, you know, and, and have those water cooler moments virtually. Um, our team, we make sure that we have, um, that we always have an active Teams chat going. In fact, one of my team members, Nina, she's at the moment she's 100% embedded in a client so she's not even kind of working with us on projects day to day she okay. says she says good morning on our team's chat 
every single day and she and that helps her feel connected in it's like that we all then let's start the day with a really positive like hey what's going on i mean mm. the amount of gifts that get shared over our um teams chats and just picking up the phone when you've realized you've not spoken to someone for a couple of weeks other than to say like have you done this um yeah yeah how are you um and asking questions being curious about what people do we had a teams call like a, a team a group call yesterday and we're currently working on a, a campaign for a client that um they wanted it's a pharma client and and traditionally their content has been very kind of serious and been very dry and they wanted to have a bit of fun so what we've got what we found is load of people within the organization that ha that are really talented outside of the work that they do you know bringing um oh, yeah, yeah, cool. to the yeah. world um yeah. and we've had a really cute guy that plays like a traditional guitar we've got a golfer we've got and we've made these really sweet videos of of them kind of um bringing their the other side of of their talent um to the thing so we we kind of said well if we were to do that campaign for ourselves what would everyone's talents be and just asking that one question, I learned something about every single member of my team. Mm. And it just adds to that that essence of collaboration. And, and on that call, you've got me in Portugal, you've got people both in the UK, we've got people from the US, we've got people from Poland. And everyone had their own story to tell. And everyone, that just means that the next time we're working on a project together, you could be like, oh, how's the fixing up your vintage car going? Mm it all helps um so for me it's it's irrespective of where people are it's irrespective of what culture they're from it's about getting to know each other making sure that you feel connected because the best collaboration and the best ultimately the best results are going to come from knowing each other and and mm -hmm. and being on the same page and you don't have to be in, in an office to do that mm -hmm. and i think the other point on that is increasingly People are going to work in the want to work in the way that I do. People are going to, going to want to work from home where they want to be, and not necessarily not necessarily near to an office. Um, and companies are having to respond. The you know the demand for talent means that if you want to get the best designer, if you want to get the best digital talent, if you want to get the best um, project manager you're not necessarily going to get them within a commutable distance of your location so how mm. do we create international teams that might be so diversely spread like mine are but yet still work together in a really positive way mm. and that has to be down to right having the right technology to enable that but also the right culture that makes people feel like they're part of a team even if they've never physically met in person mm. and it, it, it makes a massive difference Having that that trust is really important, isn't it? You know, companies that can trust their their staff to just get on with things. And I think, you know, a lot of well, I've said it a lot a lot on this podcast, but you see a lot of bad things that came from COVID. But I think the positive thing is is companies being forced to trust their staff, you know, and and proof is that actually, yeah, businesses still ran when COVID and everyone's working from home or everyone, you know, some roles that has can't be working from home, but yeah. you know, so it, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm always positive about the future in terms of, you know, companies going, well, let's continue doing it rather than, you know, rather than going, right, it's now back to the, 
back to the office, you know, some of the language coming from the UK government, you know, is has been around, right, everyone back to work. But what is back to work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back to work is 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 a few steps away from your kitchen. <laughs> back to work is is in central London <laughs> in an office. You know, it, it can be all of those, all of those things. Um, and if we think about that from from um the point of view of employer brand campaigns, it makes that work even more important because the work the kind of marketing that we have to do um from a, a recruitment standpoint is absolutely about targeting all of those people who could be anywhere and that so it makes it a real challenge so how do you start to build content and a picture of of an organization of an employer that that embraces the new way in which people want to work um and allows for that trust that that flexibility allows for the um for you know great work to happen but in a different way that COVID has just forced so much change so quickly. And I think the organizations that are embracing that, but also telling that story really well, are the ones that are seeing the difference in being able to attract attract talent. Because the ones that are saying, well, no, it's mandated, you have to do this and you have to do that. I mean, people just want more choice than that these days. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I and from a and then from a from a marketing team perspective, I think I think it's it's great because then actually you do get to work with more variety of people yeah you know and and with that comes different attitudes different cultures different different expertise yeah. and it goes back to what we we're talking about is you know is is when you can properly collaborate on that front yeah. you're going to get the best ideas rather than just you know expecting yeah. an idea to, just to come from one place yeah and it's not always easy it is not always easy sometimes mm. there are real cultural um challenges in terms of you know you might want to work in a particular way and somebody else might want to work in a different way and and sometimes you you need to kind of step back and be like okay is this a challenge because there is a, a challenge between person to person like is it a, a challenge in just like personality or is there a bigger kind of cultural piece at play here and how can i appreciate that in order to kind of meet in the middle or just have an open conversation about why you might be struggling to collaborate well with a certain member of your team or even a client and just mm -hmm. really trying to appreciate the point of view that somebody else is coming from in order to get to the best ways of working and ultimately the best the best work because mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to make it sound like oh, I've had all this wonderful experience and it's all been a breeze and you know I've been speaking to there are times where it's super challenging but i think if the more cultural understanding you have the more you can appreciate why somebody might be a challenge to work with versus not and then you can find a middle ground and there's always a middle ground um and and it's about making sure that you are just open and ask the right questions and and mm. you know and let them know that you're coming from a place where you want to understand their perspective I think that's ultimately the, the best way to achieve international working is is to demonstrate your openness um, and and try to encourage that in other other people so that they um want to work and cover it and ultimately it's really fun um yes yeah. there are sometimes some time zone issues if you need to do a call with australia and you know um, <laughs> but uh, that's the great thing about working from home right you, you well, know, exactly if you, yeah. if you do sometimes need to do an early or do a late and then in the middle of the day, you need to go hang your washing out. You exactly, you know yeah. I mean? it, it, it exactly. just, it, it works. I mean, it definitely works for me.
Well, it's true. It's like it's it's being able to manage your own time, like like an adult yeah. should be able to manage your own time. And I think, um, yeah, having that flexibility is really important. And actually, you know, things like hanging out the washing or mowing the lawn or doing the dishes actually itself is really good for creativity. <laughs> it's it's it, you you let that. Oh, I can't remember the science behind it. I was re uh, reading about it a couple of days ago. There's very various different states where your mind goes into. Yeah. from being awake to being in in light sleep to being in deep sleep and and creativity comes really not when you're trying to be creative you know it's when when you're doing those things i'm sure somebody famous like einstein probably did something <laughs> where it was like washing washing the dishes or something in a in in a restaurant you know yeah. as part as a way of him becoming more creative now I must admit, disclaimer here, that that knowledge has come from the Big Bang Theory of Dr. Sheldon Cooper. You know, so uh, <laughs> it may not be solid, but I get well, I get the idea of that I thing mean, about yeah, doing something mundane. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. So, um, I mean, everyone, uh, you know, with time and with experience, you find your own kind of natural ways of working, right? Mm. But I find for me, if I uh, in the morning do a little check of like emails just double check I've remembered like what time my first call is and who I'm speaking to but then I walk my um, son to the nursery and just that 20 minute walk just makes such a difference in terms yeah. of kind of being able to think about you know I might be on a call later and suddenly like the key messages of what I need to get across or you know I need to write a creative brief or I need to review some creative work suddenly that it just comes to me in those moments mm -hmm. where i'm walking to and from whereas if you just sit straight at your computer that is the danger of working from home is that you wake up grab a cup of coffee log on and you're still there at midnight and yes we yeah. all have days but you know with with working from home and with working internationally where you are you know at the end of your day the us team are on and you know then you've got someone pinging you at eight o'clock in the morning from singapore or wherever you have to have discipline to say what's going to work for me and as long as you're being really open with your team around i can't do this like i'll be you know that we've, we may have a deadline but i've got to go put my child to bed i'll be back in an hour yeah. You just have to be really disciplined with yourself. Set, know where your boundaries are. Know what works for you. Um, and that's always the biggest guidance to the more junior members of my team is like, you don't need to tell us where you are every single minute of the day. As mm -hmm. long as you are not, you know, as long as you're managing your time, you're getting your work done, but having a life, um, mm -hmm. it's fine. It's fine. Just, you know, we just want to see the outputs. We don't want to see the the box ticking of, I mean, of course, we have to do timesheets. Everyone in our world. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. I impose timesheets on myself as soon as I Amazing. start. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta know, gotta know what we I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it comes with, and for some people, the last couple of years will have been a real challenge. Um, and for some people, they're desperate to get back to the office. And for others, um, I hope that they've been able to kind of understand why I've loved working in the way that I that I work for um, for so long. And you know, I'm I was really thankful to to have asked people for giving me the opportunity to move to Barcelona whilst in that job and and continuing. Yeah. And then, you know, when I saw the job at AMS advertised and it was advertised as London or remote um, and I applied for the job and, and I said what, what what do you mean by remote and they said oh well in commuting distance of London and I was like by <laughs> bus 
by train or by aeroplane and they were like um because at the time my husband had just taken a job in middle of nowhere in Italy and um and I was like well I'm going to be you know in commuting distance of Venice airport and I can get into Stansa quite easily and they were like yeah sure I mean that's amazing well actually no and kind of something that's come to mind when we were talking is is what's something that's running through a lot of this is actually having have, having those conversations conversations with people that you might think are difficult but yeah. actually on hindsight they're not difficult whether it's i can't do this at a certain time or you've said this in terms of where the work will be in terms of remote working and i said well how about this or or questioning whether something is this something our audience wants or yeah or is is there something that i'm doing that can help you know or is something i need to change all of those things can be perceived as difficult conversations but once you've had the conversations there they're actually not as difficult as as, as you thought they would be yeah and, and i think mm. it comes back to you know be working in communications working in marketing we are all naturally people that you know like to understand people and like to tell stories and i think yeah. if you everything in that way in terms of wanting to get to know people wanting to understand people and wanting to hear their story and tell yours it just it just make it makes work more interesting for one mm. um and makes you know collaboration with people who you would perhaps never get to um ne- never get to come across in your day-to-day world well i mean unless you live where i live where everyone seems to be <laughs> yeah. from a different corner of the <laughs> yeah. United um, Nations, yeah yeah um i think you know it's it, it is it just it helps with um kind of just making sure that you're getting the best out of yourself getting the best out of other people and teams you're working with and from a you know a, a marketing perspective is 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 ultimately getting developing the the kind of content that's going to connect with the most people because it's really considered as to what those people want to hear. Yeah, 100%. Um, what about last time we talked about remote, you know, remote working and you know distributed teams and the technology, you know, around that. I think you know, I think there's, you know, this isn't discounting in person, you know, you know working together in person. I think yeah. for sure, isn't it? I suppose because there's there's still that thing about you know if you're if you're in a place together yes. then you can have those kind of water cooler moments um but if you're just going to go to a place and sit together and just be a computer yes then what's, what's the yeah. point so so how do you how do you guys kind of do or how much of the in-person stuff do you do and and when when do you i suppose when do you guys choose to do it yeah that's a it's a really great question actually and um so from a creative team point of view um those guys try to get together once a week because i think you know where you've got a copywriter working with the designer the best work is going to come from them kind of buzzing off each other and you know mm. playing around with with a brief and yes you can achieve an element of that uh, on teams but I think um where they've got a really big brief that they're working on and bringing the strategist in as well and just playing around with it I think those kind of scenarios it's it's great to be there in person if possible mm. um in terms of the wider team we try to encourage anyone who is uh in a 
a, a reasonable commutable distance from um, from either the London office or we have hubs all around the UK as well. Just saying to people, get together when you would like to. Um, you know, if you're if you're meeting, I mean, if you obviously if you're just meeting for a social, then then it's on you. But if if they're meeting to work to collaborate, the business supports that, which is amazing. Um, and then as a wider team, we try to get together um, two or three times a year to have a working session where we actually kind of work through some topics like what do we want to focus on, what improvements do we want to make. Mm. Um, and then obviously with that comes a social. And you cannot, mm. I mean, as much as uh, we, we implement things like having a kind of a Friday chat where people just get on and, and you know, talk to each other, not about work, just about what's going on actually during lockdown what and i was on mat leave at the time but what the guys did was like everyone get on teams on your phone or go for a walk and we'll talk to yeah, each other yeah. while we're working, mm. which was really nice and um and as much as you can do like everyone go grab a drink and we'll meet on teams at 4 30 those moments where you do get to do that in person and you get to you know be in a, a pub in london and you know and give someone a hug and now that we're allowed to hug people um mm -hmm. You cannot beat that, and and that really helps with team bonding. Mm. But I think it's having that balance of having those moments where you can really value being together and 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 focusing on maybe the topics that you don't get to day to day, like you know yeah. what are our goals, what how can we kind of improve things. Um, but then making sure that that continues as a drumbeat into just the way you work with each other every week. Um, yeah. And it's not always easy, you know, when people get busy, when pressure gets, you know, the, when the pressure rises as it inevitably does in the kind of ebb and flow of the marketing world. Mm. Um, sometimes you need to kind of come back to that. But where you where you really make a concerted effort just to to kind of get along and and be curious about each other in their lives, ask how people's weekends were, you know, just all the stuff mm. that you would have face to face virtually. Um, it makes a massive difference to the productivity of the team and 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 you know we worked really really hard um in the last year or so to get the right mix of personalities irrespective of location just right skill sets right personality and if you get that and then really hone that as a team um i think that's where you're going to get the best outcomes um in terms of the work that you do yeah yeah lovely well yeah thank you so we could we chat for a lot longer but yeah really yeah it's really good to catch up and, and cover those few things definitely it's um yeah i think what i'll do is yeah i'll um let you know when we, we i publish this and um yeah maybe get get you back on for a for another you know chat maybe later on in the year or early, early next year we'll see you soon have a good day yeah thanks so much cheers chris Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the chat. If you did, feel free to subscribe to get future episodes and please do share the podcast with others. It really does make a difference.